Welcome to another episode of Betty. This is where we share lessons about life, leadership, and the mostly peaceful pursuit of joy. Now remember, there's an asterisk on everything. We could be right, we could be wrong. We're all just making it up as we go. I hope you find something here that's helpful along your journey. At first, it was called Idlewild Airport. Then it became Major General Alexander Anderson Airport. And after no small amount of city council debate, it was eventually renamed New York International Airport Anderson Field. Then, a month and two days after the assassination of President Kennedy, it became John F. Kennedy International Airport, or simply JFK. The first flight took off on July 1, 1948, with U.S. President Harry Truman in attendance. By 1954, it had the highest traffic of any airport globally. In 2019, the airport peaked with nearly 60 million travelers annually, and estimates say it will reach 100 million by 2050. While that may seem like a lot, it doesn't even make the top 10 busiest airports globally. Can you find somebody to park us here at uh, 33? No, I can't, because I'm the ground controller, sir. I could barely get you to the ramp. I'm sorry. I'm done. Thank you. Nonetheless, I found myself waiting for our bags at Carousel E1 on Monday night, and a little girl taught me a powerful lesson. She was probably four, and she had entered full-blown meltdown mode, complete with cry screaming, kicking, and general pandemonium. The father did an admirable job taking the abuse and just waiting for the storm to pass. With a preponderance of Aruba t-shirts, I imagine this little girl, who turned out to have an identical twin, had just gotten off a long flight. Her father carried her to a quiet corner, but it wasn't clear what she wanted so badly. I might be projecting here for the cause of my own temper tantrums, but I imagine low blood sugar was playing a role. He tried to talk to her and eventually set her down. And then I found myself experiencing a strange emotion. Jealousy. At that moment, I would give almost anything to be in that dad's shoes. Here's the thing. Our youngest son is nearly 12. I can't remember the last time I picked him up. That moment came and went. I put him down and I went on with my day. No photo, no video. Just one last time. It might have been taking him to bed, a fun toss on the sofa, or that time he tipped over on his scooter. I wish I knew. Today I'm reminding myself to treat these moments with reverence. A sunrise, the smell of shampoo, a great cup of coffee. That moment when a friend put his hand on my son's shoulder last night at the soccer game in a moment of connection. Or when I got home to experience the exuberant shake their whole body way our dogs greet me. Or that smile on my wife's face and the excitement in her voice as she tried to describe her holiday plans. And I messed that one up, by the way. I must cherish each swim, each hug, those grass under bare feet walks, that first fall night fireplace, or a walk with my Princess Buttercup. Those are the things that matter. When each one is over, it will be one less moment I will experience in my life. I need to honor them. While I knew these moments mattered, that little girl taught me the power of the last time. She taught me to cherish each time we never know when it will be the last time. Enjoy today, friends. I hope you found this helpful. And if you did, 
hit like, and consider sharing it with just one other person who might find it helpful too. I hope you're good out there. Take care.